0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 270th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and with me today is Will.
1: I have a trainer tip for you. Stealing other people's Pokemon makes you no better than a thief. I just read that on a sign on the street. What? Really? (laughs) Yeah, I was walking down the street and there was this wooden sign and I looked at it and it said, stealing other people's Pokemon makes you no better than a thief.
0: Look, I don't... Want to hear what you found in Sun and Moon because you're the only person in the world still playing this game. <laughs> you may be correct.
1: No, that's not true. I know no, we, a, a we did a dude like, who's doing a mono ice run.
0: We did a Twitter poll. There's 20% of people who bought the game are still playing it. It's almost like no one.
2: Uh, Travis is back. That's true. We're recording this on Father's Day, so I, I want to ask the two of you what you think is the most fatherly Pokemon. Uh, Beartic, B- B- uh, Nosepass. Mm. Great answers from both. I'm I'm curious as to why you didn't go Probopass for the full effect, but I think very strong answers from both of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> welcome.
0: <laughs> this is a Pokemon podcast. We have a little bit of Pokemon news. Uh, E3 just happened, so we'll, maybe we'll we'll spend just uh, a, a smidgen of time on that. Then we'll go into our Pokemon news. Uh, then we have some emails. We didn't do emails last week, uh, so we will do a couple emails, and then we have our Pokemon of the week, and that will be the show for you guys today. But let's start with E3. I mean, a lot of, a lot of games were shown. I think a lot of our listeners were probably the most excited for the Nintendo Direct, or whatever they were calling it. I don't think the they tree actually... The Treehouse of Terror? Yeah, Tree... I don't think they used the word direct. I just think it was a... Tr- treehouse presentation i'm not it might have been
2: like e3 digital event or something. oh yeah like yeah that.
0: <laughs> something silly besides the mario and Pokemon tournament that they in splatoon and arms a little bit of you know they those games are coming out soon mario odyssey the big thing they showed which we already know about they did take two seconds and to me it seemed like the announcement of a core pokemon game coming to switch was kind of shoehorned in there like (laughs) hey we're gonna
2: enter well because (laughs) if it it felt that way because they couldn't even show us anything from it and even then i forget which person from the pokemon company was the person they cut to but he was saying something along the lines of we can't show you anything and it won't even be for a few years but hey we're making a Core series Pokemon game on the Switch. So All right. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: that's very much like when I'm at work and I have to do like a presentation on how much money we're paying to one of our technology vendors or something. And I like only remember that I'm supposed to be doing it be like five minutes before the presentation. So I walk in the room and I'm like, Yeah, I'm still crunching the numbers and uh yeah, we <laughs> we send a lot of money to that company for technology services. All right. You guys have a good day. Short meeting today. Goodbye.
0: It's funny cuz Will and I were talking last week about how controlling Pokemon is with their their message and messages and their marketing and how they say things. And this 22nd we're going to cut to you sitting at your <laughs> desk. You're not even presenting like a pokemon purse like pokemon has presented in the past of you standing in front of a carefully crafted wall of pokemon plushes we're just gonna cut to you at
2: your desk and you're gonna go yeah it's so gets coming guys don't worry about it you get that sort of thing every once in a while and i'm sure it's a function of the fact that the pokemon company is that strange second party Developer that they are. You know, I, I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that they're kind of Nintendo and kind of not like it. Or Game Freak, rather. I said the Pokemon Company, but um the fact that Game Freak is like a second party developer and the Pokemon Company is like a second party publisher, like, I, I'm sure it makes for every once in a while some awkward things like that. But yeah, I think you're right on the whole that they're very particular with their messaging.
1: And you know what? I'll actually come back at you guys from the opposite angle because. Honestly, the only visual they gave us was like it like a black screen with Pokemon game on Switch coming 2018 <laughs> something, right? Right? Yeah. They're so scared of SBJ national treasuring every freaking image that comes out of them that they're like, no, no, no. You were going to put a Pikachu on there, but if the Pikachu is looking to the left, they're going to say, oh, uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes, because in Diamond and Pearl, the west side of the island was the warm side, and obviously that's what Pikachu is looking towards.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, Pikachu is looking to the left, therefore it's a uh, look to the past. (laughs) Pikachu is looking (laughs) uh, backwards into the past where you would have a Diamond and Pearl remake, and then someone else would be like, well... Uh, actually, the directionality of, of, of text is different in Japanese, so it's not necessarily what that...
1: Yeah, that's right. Japanese people read from right to left,
0: so you have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I didn't make this podcast last seven years without doing a little speculation. <laughs> we we said this last week where, maybe, maybe I said it, I think Will agreed with me, that I can't imagine a, another console coming out to replace the 3DS in in any means because of the whole I don't think the market's big enough for a switch to exist and another new handheld just kind of
2: makes sense that Pokemon would eventually move to switch yeah I agree I, I'm curious to see if they do a thing where it's also released on a dedicated handheld as well as on the switch but at this point it seems unlikely given that as they mentioned the new pokemon game won't be for a few years and while i know some people disagree to me it makes sense that the switch is a console that is is an attempt to consolidate both markets and a replacement for both the console and handheld market so i doubt that we'll have a successor to the a direct successor to the 3ds in that time, and it would seem very strange to release a core Pokemon game on the 3DS in two years when that system is uh, old, as old as, like, Sin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: the 3DS will be seven years come early, early next year, and I don't even think... I think, like, the PS3 and the Xbox lasted about seven years. Xbox 360 lasted about seven to eight years before they... Sh- before the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. Now, that's not to say they didn't continue releasing games after said consoles came out. I, I lean more towards this game coming out, not, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it next fall. I know they said, hey, we just started working on it, but again, that seemed, that whole message of, we're going to quickly cut to your desk. Hey, we're working on it. We don't have anything to show you. Uh, bye. Just seemed very rushed of, okay, we just need to say something, guys. We just need to fill 30 seconds and get Switch owners excited because Pokemon is a system seller. There's no doubt about it uh, of how many copies they sell. So if we, sh- if we already have Zelda, we have Splatoon, we have Pokemon, we have ARMS, we're coming out with Super Mario Odyssey, their real message is, we want to sell these things for Christmas. That, that is to say if they can, they can keep them and if they can stock shelves with them. But if you have just a few games, plus you're putting out your biggest franchise in the world, Mario, this Christmas, and you know Pokemon is coming, okay, now's the time to pull the trigger because I'm going to need it eventually. So I might as well get it around Mario. Yep.
1: And it makes it very clear that Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon are just filler to carry us one more year.
0: The only reason why I wouldn't be surprised if it came out like, November of 2018. I'll even push that to like March of 2019 because sometimes they like to do that early spring release when they when they need a little bit more time. What was I think both diamond and pearl? Diamond and pearl definitely came out in spring. Might have been April, but anyways, I just can't see them taking another year off. Like to go here's here's ultra sun ultra moon in November seventeenth less three hundred and sixty four days after sun and moon so it's not really a, it's not really a new game it's just filler and then we're gonna take a whole another year
2: off yeah that's that fair. just seems really stretching it that reasoning makes sense to me the I think the only and, and and I should be clear I agree with you but I think it's worth someone saying the other side of the argument which is that. It is still a little strange that if it were coming out within a year, that they wouldn't even have like a title or some sort of teaser, like the original teaser they did for Pokémon Tournament, that people were like, "Oh, what is that?" and they didn't even say the name of it, uh, like <laughs> something. But I think like if you think about it in the context of they just announced Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, what was it four days prior to that? They probably don't want to muddle their messaging and confuse people about which games are coming out when. So I, I'm I tend to agree with you.
0: Yeah, even if they are pretty far along, and maybe, may maybe this goes back to Eurogamer saying they heard saw whatever their original rumor was. We we talked about it last week. They saw Pokemon running on Switch. Whether that was Sun and Moon, whether that was a new game, whether that was Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, it almost makes it clear that they just didn't think about this two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, what do you guys want to do for E3? Ah, I guess it's time to move consoles right. <laughs> these des- These decisions don't happen overnight, but I even you know, if they're a year into development of this game or whatnot, it doesn't it would maybe hurt ultra sun and ultra moon if they went up there and they said something because like will alluded to earlier myself and many fans would tear that apart of okay is this generation eight is this a remake is this a remake of a remake is this a whole new game is this actually are they actually turning pokemon ranger into a core series game and that's what they mean because they're both rpgs a remake of
2: a remake it would be like Pokemon burning fire red and Pokemon nourishing leaf green. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep adding adjectives and adjectives till it's like Pokemon feel the passion fire burning red. <laughs> that sounds alright.
0: I mean when you title your game that ridiculous, ridiculously I can't help to buy it at that point. <laughs> the, the black screen with just the Pokemon logo I think was the safe bet right? Because then you don't You don't give fans, you give fans enough excitement to go, okay, finally, I know that Pokemon's moving to this console, it's safe to buy this console, and, or, I already have this console, so I feel good that eventually I will get it, Uh, but you don't give enough information away to going, oh, they're just, they're just remaking Emerald version, and I don't care about re, I don't care about going back in time.
2: That would be such a terrible... (laughs)
0: After they released Oris, like, not... They just skip Diamond and Pearl, and they just go for Emerald. You guys ranted and raved about Gen 3 for so long, we're gonna double down on... We're gonna triple down on Gen 3. We're gonna give you... We're just gonna
1: keep redoing Gen 3 until you're sick of it, and then you know what? We're gonna do it five times more.
2: You thought you hated Brass Well, I was sick of it. I was sick... I was Yeah, I was sick of it before they made the remake, so I guess if they're doing it five more times, I guess that's four more remakes to expect.
0: <laughs> it was a cool announcement, though. It was... Maybe it's because I'm such a big Pokemon fan that I was satisfied with that, but it, it was funny that their excuse was, hey, we're not going to show you anything because we only want to show you games coming out this year, and here's Metroid Prime 4, it's not coming out this year.
2: <laughs> and here's a couple other games also not coming out this year. I think all of the games for which they showed gameplay were games that were releasing in the year of RRCS 2017. So I think maybe that's what they meant. Was there any of those games that stood
0: out? Let's, let's talk about Nintendo real quick. Anything else from Nintendo? It was 30 minutes. They had the Treehouse stuff after, but anything... St- Stood out to you guys, uh, video game wise?
1: Uh, once I heard that the thing that I cared about wasn't going to be non Nintendo, I ignored E3 for the rest of the week.
0: Yep, they didn't announce Monster Hunter Double Cross. Nintendo fans are very upset. I don't think Nintendo showed anything I was really excited
2: for. Like, Mario Odyssey looks very good. It does look good. But that wasn't a surprise. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are excited about the prospect of a new metroid prime game after what like a decade plus of those games not existing i think a lot of people are excited for that I-, I can't say i've played more than the first metroid prime game so um that wasn't me but i think a lot of listeners are probably yelling at their phones saying that did people like yoshi's woolly world i think people like yoshi's woolly world so they're excited for a new one of those
1: yeah but... i mean
2: everybody's Every, everybody's not everybody's good. jiving about arms, <laughs> but that everybody's game's everybody's amped about arms. That game's out. Yep, is it out already? Yeah, it came out. What are we
0: recording this on Sunday? Came out on Friday.
2: I guess I'm. Uh, I guess I'm late to releasing the Armory and Arms fan cast that I'll never do.
0: Man, that's a <laughs> good that's name. A real good name, actually. The arm. So I'm assuming the arm and Armory would be all caps. Yes. Good. You gotta, that probably has some good SEO too. (laughs) Some good iTunes search history. I watched, uh, I don't, yeah, like, I was really hoping for Animal Crossing. That was really, that that was, like, the two things I wanted out of Nintendo was an Animal Crossing and a Monster Hunter. They didn't show a Monster Hunter, they showed that on another stage, and, you know, to be honest, I was more excited that... It's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox. More, A little bit more exciting for me. I'm still going to import Double Cross on Switch. I'll still get my Monster Hunter fill there. That's fine. Uh, the Treehouse stuff, They that's that's where they showed all the 3DS games. I don't think they showed a single 3DS game during the initial 30 minutes. That's because the 3DS is dying. Still very unhappy with that console because of its age. No no comment.
1: I'm not going to contribute to your madness and your constant screeds against a perfectly fine console that they're coming out with the 2DS XL over the summer so they haven't completely given up on but go on.
0: Yeah, and you know what they showed? Uh for 3DS, nothing but remakes. Hey, you Did you like Isn't there a new Mario Superstar? It is a remake. Squad? It's a remake? Yes. Oh, never mind. Uh the only new game they showed was like some sushi game which looks like a free to play mobile game but it's a puzzle game. It looks all right. And then they showed another Metroid game. They're really doubling down on Metroid. Uh, they showed a remake of Metroid Two, which I believe was the original Game Boy game. So that's coming to 3DS. And they didn't show anything of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. But Pokemon has never been a, never had a place at E3. It's a rogue element. Yeah. Mm. What's anyth- anything from Sony?
1: Well, I mean, Monster Hunter World looks real good.
0: It's, it's, no, I don't play video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to talk about Monster Hunter or?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's, there's not, just not a lot of information out there. It looks really like the look is cool, but you, you and I both know that Monster Hunter, they make really, really cool like movies about the game that don't necessarily reflect the actual gameplay. So I haven't seen any actual gameplay yet. So I can't I can't say anything. I mean, it'll, it's, yes, on my TV, something I wanted. So that's worth getting excited about. High-res graphics, all that stuff. It seems like they're keeping enough of the, you know, traditional Monster Hunter tropes that people will enjoy. But, you know, my sore spot is that, You know, I was hoping to carry over all the work I've put into Monster Hunter Generations into a TV-based game, and I won't be able to do that. So,
0: that's all. Well, to be fair, they've never allowed any American versions to transfer over stuff.
1: Well, why did they have to hate on America so much? Maybe this was their opportunity to not be haters.
0: That's true. Maybe. Monster Hunter Generations, though, has been four years in the making, and it's being made by the core team that did... Monster Hunter 4 U. You mean Monster Hunter World? Yes. Sorry. Okay. World, yes, is being made by the team that made four Monster Hunter 4. They've been do- making World for four years, and then another team took over for 4 Ultimate and Generations and Double Cross. Uh, anything from Microsoft? Uh, they had the best presentation because they
1: had this voice that kept saying, exclusive like over and over <laughs> and over and it was great and it was like literally the same voice every single time exclusive i watched the entire microsoft presentation because i couldn't find the sony presentation and uh i mean it didn't make me excited to be an xbox one owner but the we'll see if some of the older titles because they're doing the reverse compatibility project will get me excited you want to you want uh, to play that fusion I... frenzy again I don't know what that is. Wait, which which console had the game where it's like the mech suits? It's kind of open world and you, you have mech suits that you can modify and stuff like was that Sony or was that X? Armor Core? I don't know. I was
2: having my I think you're thinking of custom re- robo for the GameCube.
1: No. Um, Monster Rancher? That, anyways, that game looked cool. So I, I know many of our listeners know exactly Anthem. what I'm talking about. So
0: that was E3. I was pretty Satisfied with it I mean really the only thing I wanted out of E3 was Monster Hunter And they gave me Monster Hunter And they gave me uh, Pokemon eventually coming to Switch So uh, I can't be too upset with, uh, with both those announcements Speaking of announcements there has, There's some news To talk about First bit of news here is Marshadow has officially been revealed And Marsh Marshadium Z is also uh, been shown, so Marshadow can do its Z move. They will be available in Japan at the 20th movie screening. Uh, Marshadow, will be distribu- did Marshadow will be distributed via local wireless for Pokemon Sun and Moon at the screening of Pokemon the Movie 20, I Choose You, at theaters in Japan. The Marshadow will already be holding Marshadium Z. This Marshadow will be level 50. It will know the moves... Spectral Thief, Close Combat, Force Palm, and Shadow Ball. It has a Wishing Ribbon, and it will be in a Cherish Ball. Spectral Thief is Marshadow's signature move, and has not previously been officially revealed, although fans have discovered in the game data, uh, if Marshadow holds Marshadium Z, it can upgrade Spectral Thief to its exclusive Z move, Soul Stealing Seven Star Strike. Soul stealing 7-star strike had not been a previous revealed but also this was discovered in the game's data. Uh they showed that in the video. This news might have been Sorry, this news might have been right before they they actually showed the video. Ah cool. But yeah, even uh even the American Twitter, the the American Pokemon Twitter and the American Pokemon Instagram uh showed, showed off Marshadow 2, Which I don't remember a Pokemon they showed in Japan that they showed so fast in America. Volcanion was the last one, maybe? Or was it Diancie? No, not... I couldn't tell you. Magearna, maybe. Anyways. Nice. Uh, next bit of news here is the I Choose You Cat Pikachu will appear in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. This is the Pikachu wearing the Ash Ketchum hat. It will be available via QR code, like Magearna, in Pokemon Sun and Moon... Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, sorry. In Japan, the QR code will appear at a special Pokemon Gaole disc that will be given away at the screenings of Pokemon the Movie 20, I Choose You. Three million copies of the disc will be available throughout Japan. Magirna's QR code was made available in a similar way. So for clarification, current Japanese copies of Pokemon Sun and Moon We'll get this Pikachu, but for America, in order to get this Pikachu, we have to wait to we have to wait for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So there you have it. Very, <laughs> very important Pokemon Center those,
2: update. Oh, go ahead. Is that? Uh, disc thing you were mentioning, is that in reference to that arcade series where you can like save information on a little disc and then bring it with you to the arcade cabinet and sort of uh, like save your team data and go from cabinet to cabinet essentially with an arcade version of Pokemon where your team is uh, preserved by the discs? Is that what that is? Now
1: I think sure. um, it's Pokemon Gaole is the soccer Pokemon game that, that's oh, coming out.
2: Well, well, what can't <laughs> there, there's no, you can't do puns. Well, we'll ask our we'll ask our
0: Japanese resident Andrew and see what he can provide when it comes to the gu, gu, Pokemon Gololi Gololi Gol Gololi. Important Pokemon Center update: Team Skull Pikachu now on Pokemon Center. The wait is over. Finally. By the time this recording is up, the tickets for the Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago will probably be sold out. They go on sale in exactly 22 hours of us recording this. They don't have a price, don't have what is actually happening, but they will be on sale tomorrow. Will and I talked about this event for a good, what, 20 minutes last week? Travis, you weren't here, but did you have... A long time. Did you have... Yeah, that's because that Heracross is in the picture, and the exclamation mark unknown is in the picture. Both very important details of that poster they showed. Travis, did you have any thoughts,
2: opinions on Pokemon Go Fest? No, I'm not going to go to it, so I haven't really been focusing a lot of my energies on thinking about it. Is it because you're not playing Go anymore? Is it because
0: you hate video games? Or is it because it's too far away? Which of the three options is it?
2: Or uh, option D, all of the above. It's actually option F, because option E is it costs money to travel. Um, And then option F is now all of the above. Um, No, I... It's like a... Two and a half to three hour drive to Chicago from where I am. You can do that in a day, though. Um, yeah, but like I have to really like Pokemon Go, and I only play a tiny bit of Pokemon Go, like a little bit every day or so. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm traveling a lot uh, in the coming months, and gotta gotta watch the old budget, the old travel budget. So
1: yeah, yeah, I know. Uh... Steve is still playing a lot of Pokemon Go because I'm like in the middle of some random activity during my day yesterday and my watch goes off and it's like Steve completed a workout and I'm like no he didn't and I like (laughs) literally like what is his location where is Steve right now and guess what Lake Park I almost like sent you a nasty text message about your quote workout unquote but I let it be
0: what was this yesterday yesterday because I definitely yes sir, I biked six miles yesterday, and I that think, I did not get a notice for. Well, it was I think it was all part of the the because when I start the workout on the watch, I don't think it can tell you what the difference between me walking or biking is. Nor
1: do I pay that much attention.
0: It was a good workout though, and then I got stuck in the down. I got stuck in a downpour. I was completely soaked. But yeah, I've, i I went. I played two hours of Pokemon Go this morning with my sister. I played. 5 hours of Pokemon Go yesterday with my mom and I've pretty much been out every single day this week because of the fire and ice event which again by the time this episode is is up there'll be one day left but it's it's cool like I I appreciate the monthly events they've been doing because I think it does give you for me at least and I'm sure for Many other people, because while I've been out pretty much every day this week to at least do some Pokemon Go, whether that's, you know, 11 o'clock at night or, or early in the morning, I have seen tons and tons of people out playing Pokemon Go. Like, like Will said, I was at Lake Park and probably saw over 20 different people at Lake Park playing and, you know, stopped and talked with them and they asked, you know, what te- the, this, the general Pokemon Go questions. What team are you on? Did you catch anything good? Hey, there's a Squirtle over there. You know, the three general Pokemon Go questions. Uh, And then we went over to the Art Museum and Discovery World, and there was, again, more Pokemon Go players there. So yeah, it's it's they still exist. They're out there doing stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm very happy with Pokemon Go. I'm very, very excited for the Pokemon Go Fest. I, I guess we'll have more information next week when we know how much tickets are, when we know what's. I don't even know if tomorrow they'll actually say what's happening. I'm assuming that tickets are just going to go up, people are going to buy them, and we're still going to be left in the dark of what's actually going to be at this event. But the last bit of Pokemon news we have is Pokemon Go related, which is pretty much just that the gyms will be closing tomorrow. All, all Pokemon Go gyms will be closing on June 19th for the rework so if you have a Pokemon currently at the gym, it will be returned to you. So that is that. That is all our Pokemon news. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but uh, good thing this is pre-recorded and I could put it in prior if, that is, uh, if that's needed. So what we'll do now is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some emails and we'll do our Pokemon of the week. Why would you make a portable system when the Switch exists with a slightly smaller screen and what, a worse processor? Why? Why would Nintendo do that? Why? Why? Why would Nintendo do that? Why? Why? Why would I pay for a less good version of that? Why? Why?
2: of that Why? Why? Why would I pay for a less good version of that Why? Why? would I pay for a less good version of that Why? Why? Why Why? why, why would I pay for a less good version of that Why? why, 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 why,
0: why. And we are back from our break Talk, let's, let's do some emails if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can shoot your email over to sbj at pkmncast.com or you can go over to pokemonpodcast.com and hit the contact button. Both will send an email over my way. First email here is from Joshua from Coventry, Conavit- Rhode Island. C-O-V-E-N-T-R-Y? Yeah coventry is so is josh on the island or in in the that's, island that's where it gets weird because rhode island is not an island exactly so, all right good writes in and says hey guys i just started listening to you last week and i went through the hours of stuff and absolutely love it i'd like to just run an idea past all of you about a new pokemon game for switch and would love to hear your thoughts on it i don't know if this was before or after e3 So what if the new game was something along the lines of a whole Pokemon world where you could visit and travel throughout every Pokemon region? This would give hours of gameplay and would allow us to do so much. Obviously, a lot of the game would have to be downloadable add-ons and such. Would this be something you guys would like to see in a Pokemon game for Switch? I know I'd pay good money to see this and play it. Well, that's all I got. Have a great week. Happy hunting. Josh.
1: Well, I would say... um... If, and, and this is a Will Anderson, s- seal it with wax, prediction, statement, dictum, I don't know what word you want to use. If they ever come out with a game where it is travel to all of the regions, travel to any region, that will be the capstone to Pokemon. And that will be the end of Pokemon.
0: Whoa. I don't think they would ever do something like this. Exactly, the because Pokemon it's an The
2: world is crumbling. Save the Pokemon world one last time in every region of Poke Earth. Um, I, I would love this. I, I think it's very unlikely, just given how much development time it would take to make every single region. Because I mean, sure, the other regions already exist in older games, but you still have to do the same process they do for the remakes, where you create them in a context of stronger graphical capabilities and that takes just all that would take so long with all of that that said even if it's unrealistic that would be quite incredible and i would enjoy it a lot there are a couple reasons why this
0: would probably never happen i don't one being i don't think the i don't think we'll ever get another game with more than one region based on the fact of my complaint last week, that these Pokemon fans keep demanding remakes. And this this is part of the problem. They are so ready and willing to buy Diamond and Pearl before even a hint that Diamond and Pearl remakes would ever exist, that they have no reason to ever merge or combine regions in the same game Because as we saw with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you just complain long enough and loud enough, you'll get your remake, and you'll get to go back to it. And I think the second reason is... I don't know. Weird is probably not the right word. I'm just going to use it anyways. It would be weird where there would be a game that you could catch all the Pokemon in. Agreeing with Will's point, if you could catch all the Pokemon there... Then you wouldn't have to branch out to these other games. I mean, ultimately,
1: maybe if it's not a capstone to Pokemon altogether, and they never make another Pokemon any game after that, it would be the end to this Pokemon planet, and we'd start go to a different Pokemon planet where it's like just completely new, everything new, no no trade over. Start
2: start back at start back at number one. Like don't (laughs) even include Bulbasaur and the new Pokedex. I would I, I would hmm that seems radical but i would actually be down with that like we are cl- i mean they they say that every time they're like a oh, gen 5 it's a it's a fresh start like we're starting with 151 new pokemon and you're not going to say a single old one until you beat the i would i would be okay with like closing the book we're starting again although they can't do that because they've already Uh, had us buy into Pokemon Bank with the promise that we will always get to keep our Pokemon (laughs) through every single Pokemon game in perpetuity. But in a theoretical world where that isn't the case, like that would actually be kind of cool and bold. Is there
0: any franchise in video game history that was like, hey, everything we've done up to this point, let's all merge it together and then
2: sell you an ultimate... I don't know, like the Final Fantasy fighting games? Like... (laughs) Wasn't it Disgaea yeah. Final Fantasy? Where all where you get your your Cloud Strife fighting your Squall Leonhart?
1: Is that what Disidia is? I don't know. Is
2: that did I, did I say Disgaea Final Fantasy? I think Disgaea is a different video game franchise. I think you're right. I think it's Disidia.
1: I mean, I saw a preview for that, and I was like, "Wow, that looks boring as heck."
2: <laughs> I mean, it probably is. Isn't there also like a a rhythm game?
1: A rhythm game? A po- hmm.
2: A Final Fantasy. Oh, one. yeah. It like oh, the yeah. There is. Final Fantasy or whatever. Yup. Here's
0: the, here's the other thing about this ultimate world why I don't think it would ever exist is because if you spend the time to do it and there are so many issues gameplay flow wise of, okay, if there's supposed to be, what's, I don't know, what's eight times seven at this point? 56. There's 56 gym leaders. How are you supposed to balance that with level? How are you supposed to balance Pokemon in the wild with level? Besides all that, you know, just making the game feel good and compelling throughout that entire world slash zone, how do you
2: pitch that to Pokemon fans? And more importantly, I think Pokemon Pokemon fans want that. I think Pokemon fans would eat that up, like the idea of a game with such a wide number of, of places to go and such a uh, extensive single-player journey. I think Pokemon fans would eat that up. In my opinion, the more pressing question is, how do you follow that up then? Because now you're expected to do that every time, and I don't think they would really be able to pull that off every yeah, time they released a it's, game.
1: It's like Pokemon eventually evolves into Skyrim, and it's like, oh, okay, new DLC with, Quests and it becomes quest-based, and, like, Yon City...
0: Look, if there's anything I know, that is, we will continue to get Skyrim forever. E3... Pokemon Destiny. E3 2018. Be prepared to see more versions of Skyrim. But no, what I was saying is, how do you pitch that to Pokemon fans, but more importantly, how do you pitch that to non-Pokemon fans? As, as a, that is a good question. As a yeah. company, I, I would assume that Pokemon always wants to top their last game, not only in sales, but increasing their fan base. Sun and Moon is the top of that pillar of, okay, Sun and Moon has sold more copies than X and Y, more copies than Black and White, more copies than Diamond and Pearl. Then they're on the right track to growing that that fan base. If they release a Generation 8, is it going to top Sun and Moon sales? I'm I I would hope so. I'm sure they game freak and the Pokémon company would also hope that. But if they show a generation 8 and they show something like this where hey, this is all the regions, is that going to bring in even more fans? I don't really think so. Especially since just look at like something like Pokémon Go players that brought more fans, that brought more overall players to the franchise of Pokemon than any of the core main series games have. And I think even more so than red and blue and gold and silver, which are the two best selling games in the series. But there was a substantial drop off to that. And we know with sun and moon that there's a substantial drop off to that. And those are your hardcore Pokemon players. I think I don't have the data in front of me. So if I'm wrong, that's fine. But I'm, pretty sure less than 20% of people actually continue playing after the main story. They beat the Elite Four, they're done. They close, they close their DS, they move on to a different game. You have such a small percentage of players actually trying to complete their Pokedex or actually trying to do the endgame stuff. Whereas the hardcore players that would love that game, most of them probably by Generation 8 Will have close to a living dex, if not a complete Pokedex. So, what is the appeal for them? Battling 56 gym leaders and then countless trainers in between and then battling Elite Four? Like, it just doesn't seem. It it just seems like a pipe dream with no real direction. And I think that's the most important part to that is what is the direction?
1: Well, they could make it so it's like you get special Pokemon by completing certain quests or something like that. I mean, they could just change the format.
0: It just goes back to the whole argument of people demanding a Pokemon MMO, but I feel like a lot of those people demanding it have never actually played an MMO. Like, the end game to World of Warcraft or the end game to Final Fantasy XIV or Final Fantasy XI or EverQuest or uh, I'll even throw Destiny in there. Like, the end game to those games are so different than the actual story part that they tell like like Stormblood the new Final Fantasy expansion will have you know 60 to 70 story missions and that will tell you a story just like the Pokemon games do and you will level up throughout that story just like in Pokemon games what the difference is there is a real end game at the end of that where you're grinding for loot and you're not there's zero story and you're doing harder and harder challenges and yeah that kind of that Sure, that kind of exists in Pokemon where you're catching Pokemon, you're, you're fighting harder and harder, li- battle tree people, or just trainers in general, but you're doing all that solo. You're never doing that with people. So that doesn't make sense in an MMO aspect where you're trying to, you're, you're in something like Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft, you're doing like these 24 man group raids or 60 man raids or whatnot. And Pokemon, there's never anything like that.
2: Not with that attitude. I was exactly gonna say that.
0: Look, we're gonna take the battle royale, but instead of one verse one verse one, we're gonna do one verse one verse one verse one verse a hundred, and we're gonna stream it live. Oh, I I like that though.
1: You <laughs> gotta think outside of the box, dude. Yeah, and outside of the bun. Ex- excuse me.
2: Isn't that the Taco Bell thing? Maybe I think it was back the bun. in the
1: eighties or nineties. Drop the chalupa.
2: Mm. What are they now?
1: Live Mas Grande?
2: (laughs) Oh, I think it's just Live Mas, yeah. Hmm. it It used to be think outside the bun. I mean, that's a pretty good saying. It is, yeah.
0: No one's debating with Taco Bell's marketing team.
1: Yeah, here's the debate. Popeye's is the best fried chicken. Now you
0: can shut your mouth. KFC's pretty good. Mike writes in, titled why we need a diamond and pearl remake <laughs> uh, 24 theses on why we need a diamond and yeah. pearl remake
2: yeah he's, he's gonna nail it to the door of the cathedral the
0: reason why is because pokemon mystery dungeon teased dark slash primal diet i can't do it dialga dialga yeah As boss, and still have yet to provide, also, we could use improved versions of those awful Generation 5 starters. They are the worst starters, and Superior is only salvaged by its hidden ability. There are other Pokemon that could use Mega Forms. Also, you should do a podcast series for post-game Sun and Moon, do you think the new Pokemon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are forms of Solgaleo and Lunala or Necrozma? Also, would you like Break to replace Mega?
1: There's uh, like so much going on in that email. <laughs> it's a it's a, a, a flavor adventure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let Let's start backwards. Break is the mechanic they use in the TCG, but it's the same
1: thing as Z moves, isn't it? Yeah. No, Use I, it one time and...
0: No, nothing should replace anything. Let's, let's make that clear. Mega is fine. It's cool. It exists. I hope it continues to exist. Knowing Pokemon and their ways, they're very stubborn when it comes to changing things. You can look at Ar- uh, Arcanine as example. It is known as the legendary Pokemon. It is not legendary. I think they should change that, but they won't, and that's fine. Working backwards again. Do you think Pokémon do you think the new Pokémon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are the forms of Solgaleo and Lunala or Necrozma? I'll let will fusions. handle that.
1: They're fusions of Necrozma and Solgaleo and Necrozma and Lunala. That's it's it's yeah. the same thing as uh Black Kiram
2: and White Kiram. Um, yeah. I definitely get those vibes. Yep. Except
1: that they're um symmetrical. They're not asymmetrical.
0: I'm sure there will be yeah. a new gimmick to go with that. So it's slightly different than Yeah, black yeah, and white I wouldn't cure.
2: Yeah, it probably won't be exactly like it. I agree.
0: Yeah. New Pokémon? Is there any Pokémon that that exists that we don't have in Sun and Moon currently besides Marshadow? Pokémon that exists that yeah. you
1: can't get into Pokémon Sun and Moon?
0: Right, like, you know how we knew about Volcarona, or not, Vulca- not Volcarona, Volcanion. Volcanion for, you know, 14 months before it actually existed? Uh, I do not believe data miners have, well, as
1: I'm halfway through that statement, I believe people have found spaces where, uh, except that was on a website, not in the actual data of the of the game The only so, thing I could
0: think of was the Magerna that looked like a pokeball instead of being all gray Yeah that's a form change yeah so, but they consider new forms new
1: Pokemon eh, I think in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon I mean since we haven't had an opportunity to data mine that I, I think we need to get that demo rip it apart and see what's going on inside before we actually can say anything about that. I, so if, if you want my prediction, pure prediction, prior to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon coming out, this is one freebie from Will Anderson. We are going to get a variation on Mimikyu where it can wear different costumes and the different costume changes its secondary type or Ooh, primary type. I don't some, remember which one it some, was.
0: That's some good speculation. My guess would be there would be three to four new Ultra Beast. Oh, yeah,
1: I, that's a gimme. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd I agree.
2: I mean, you got Ultra in the title. Travis addressed the concern of awful Generation 5 starters. I don't know. I like I like Gen 5. I like Oshawat, I like Snivy.
1: Uh, who doesn't like Oshawat? What is wrong? If you don't like Oshawat, go talk to a doctor because there's something medically wrong.
2: If your <laughs> hatred of Oshawat lasts for more than three hours, please contact a medical professional. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and then going back to the first
0: statement, Mystery Dungeon teased a dark and primal Dialga. Th- so that, that's confirmation, right, guys?
2: No. I think that's just a thing that was in the one game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Mystery Dungeon games are canon.
0: What about
2: Shadow Lugia from Gale of Darkness? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm waiting on it for sure. That's, no, that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. It's just like sometimes side games have alternate forms of Pokemon that exist in the main series games that then do not uh, reappear in the main series, yeah. I think Gale of Darkness is a really good game
0: to look to. Uh, Shadow Lugia didn't exist outside of that. I think it's cool that you can look back at Gale of Darkness and go, yeah, Shadow Lugia is a cool Pokemon. Is it possible they bring it to a future Pokemon game? Sure, but they've had over a decade to do so, and they have not. Uh, I think another good Pokemon to look at is... Is it is it Shadow Mewtwo in Pokémon Tournament?
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah. That's another good Pokemon to look to. Uh, and when Namco Bandai talked about actually creating that Pokemon because they were the ones to do so, they said they worked very closely with Game Freak because they did not want to... Or maybe it was Creatures. I can't remember which people actually make the Pokemon. They worked really closely because they didn't want it to seem like an unnatural fit in the Pokemon universe. With that being said, there's no plans or there was never any discussion of Shadow Mewtwo actually moving to a core Pokemon game and I think that's fine. I think that that Pokemon exists in that space and that's totally okay. Just like Santa Hat Pikachu exists in Pokemon Go and that's totally okay.
2: I think where it gets confusing is the fact that primal was then an adjective that got used in the core series with Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre and so it seems like well if primal Dialga was a thing in a side game like why Isn't it but I think it's just a matter of They use the same word twice for two Kind of different things because primal Dialga In its depiction Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is Quite a different thing It's just it happens to use the same word At least in my opinion
0: is Diamond and Pearl gonna get remade they they've, made, they've re- Remade everything up to This point yeah maybe probably I'm not gonna ask for it but if they Deliver it sure fine because all that all that's going to happen is after Diamond and Pearl get remade, people are going to demand a remake for Black and White. It's an ongoing cycle. Personally, I would rather have new games and new concepts over remakes. But if the remakes are what's filling in the gaps, sure, fine. But I don't think there has ever been anything substantial to confirm that we are getting Diamond and Pearl remakes. I mean, you can look in games and so uh, well, sun and moon Lily goes to Kanto that Kanto remakes confirmed or in sun and moon there was a lot of talk about fossils and fossils existed over it's just speculation at that point and and there's nothing wrong with speculation we do this all the time on the show that's we got to talk about something every week so that's totally fine I don't know if mystery dungeon though is the best to look to towards confirmation of remakes
1: agreed So, what I was going to say is, when you're in your car and you want to turn up the volume on the radio, what do you turn? The dial. No, you! Are you trying to get me to say volume? No. What do you turn? What is the thing on on your dashboard? The dial, or the knob. A
0: dial, guh. Dial, guh. There you go. (laughs) You, You can get it. You can do it. Colin writes in from Wichita Falls, Texas. Hey guys, big fan of the show, and I just wanted to comment that neither me nor my friends have seen any lag while pl- playing Sun and Moon. SBJ and Travis are the only people I've ever heard of having lag on the new 3DS. I do not use the new 3DS. If you listen to our Sun and Moon specials, Micah and Irene also complained about this, but going on. Unless they skip those episodes. Personally, we don't have a lot installed on the 3DS. Could that be the reason we have not noticed lag? I believe Sun and Moon... Moon works fine on the new 3ds as long as you have plenty of open memory. What are your all thoughts? Will and Travis are both my favorites. Colin,
1: so I will, in league with the listener, I will say I did not notice lag until I started looking for it. It's not like one thing. If you play Sun and Moon on an original original 3ds, which I have one, that that is painful. There are like literally black screens while you wait for things to load that's real painful but look while you're in a battle um for the opposing pokemon to like it's sort of moves it does while it's waiting for you to select a move right if you're really quick in selecting a move and everything like that you're not going to see it but if you pay attention while what the other pokemon is doing while you're select not selecting a move but just like kind of looking at it while it's like what are you going to do um, you'll notice it slows down that that pokemon is not moving,
2: perhaps lag is the incorrect term when we're referring to a drop in the frame rate, but um that is what you get i from what I know, not from what I know, from what I have heard, having a full s d card as I did does have a negative effect on your game's frame rate, also, I would guess the uh, brand speed of, brand the, of the, the
0: brand of S, SD card matters too
2: right and the, S, and the reason the brand matters is because you have different speed classes of SD cards so maybe I had a slower one and I was running the game off of it but also did I, any,
0: out of the three of us sorry to stop you Travis out of the three yeah. of us
2: did we all get it
0: digitally or did some or do any of you have cartridge based
1: uh, I have cartridge based
0: son did you notice and a I, difference between the cartridge and the SD card
1: uh, but once again, I don't, I don't look right. So,
0: no, <laughs> not yet at least.
2: Travis, you you were I only digital? have it
0: digitally. Okay, you can continue your thought. I probably I ruined don't it. Th-
2: I think I was basic. I think I was basically done. Just that having a full SD card makes it slow. I was running on an original 3DS. I'm certain I'm not the only one on the internet talking about frame rate drops in battles, especially during. Z moves or battles involving more than two Pokemon—that's uh, a pretty well documented phenomenon. Well, well said. Yeah, it's it's pretty well documented. D- I
0: I first noticed it when Irene started the game because I was already an hour or two in, and I wanted to I wanted to be there when she had her initial thoughts and impressions starting up the game because I knew that it was very cutscene heavy and all these characters were getting introduced, and I just couldn't believe. How long it took between cutscenes to load. While I say lag, I'm I'm kind of referring to the frame, rop- frame rate dropping. Uh, and she noticed it too. She noticed it to the point where she was like, "This is unplayable." And we we upgraded her to a new 3DS at that point af- uh, a week later uh, because she just literally
2: didn't... unplayable. It, it, it's not
0: intro- I mean, like those complaints, I think are valid. It's v-
2: yeah, yeah. I just hard it's funny to enjoy was, something. You basically so said a meme, so I had to make fun of you for inadvertently right. saying a meme.
0: It's funny because our uh, Travis, your complaints and my complaints about Magikarp Jump is the menus take too long to load.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I have a new 3ds. I have plenty of space on my SD card. I have the you know quote unquote best SD card you can buy for the 3ds, and I still noticed it. Now, did I notice it as much as somebody playing on an original 3ds? No, of course not. The new 3DS does have a better processor things run better but any time an ultra beast battle happened or any time yeah. a yeah. pokemon like tapu lele did something like uh misty surge which i think is what it does like, i know it's very easy to to point it out there does any of this matter no nah, not really anymore <laughs> are they going to fix it in ultra sun and ultra moon yeah probably
2: not
1: yeah oh
0: oh really doubtful
1: yeah
2: a uh, message here from Bogbars. That sounds like a rejected name for a bounty hunter in Star Wars. I hope uh, that's not someone's real name. Oh, I it's, feel really it's, bad. It's Bogbars, Bogbars. So probably not. Probably not legally. Doesn't, their real it sound, name. doesn't it sound like Dengar? <laughs> Jar Jar. Like, couldn't, couldn't you see him right ne- there next to? Couldn't you see Bogbar right there next to IG88 and Dengar and whatever the lizard dude's name is? <laughs> sounds like a Mass Effect character. Uh, Star Wars Legends (laughs) is basically Mass Effect. Uh, Messages,
0: all praise well, the the wisest and goodest. I'll take it. Take what you can get. Johnny writes in from Auckland, New Zealand. I almost said Australia. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Auckland, New Zealand uh, writes in and says, do Pokemon bleed? Ew. Um, yeah. Ew. It's funny, because Johnny, this question was in Slack, and I said, yeah, of course, Pokemon Bleed. Remember, they, it, it happens in the very first Pokemon anime episode, when the Spearow attack Ash and Pikachu, and then- But doesn't Pikachu just rush... get scratched? Yeah. My, uh, clearly it was more uh violent in my head than it was- <laughs> Yeah. In real life, I just I thought I didn't think he was bleeding, but I thought this like the scratches and scuffs also had like a red behind them. Huh. But it, I he was
2: just more dirty than anything.
1: <laughs> oh, Pikachu!
2: It depends on the canon you're looking at. In the canon of the manga, I believe they do because like Pokemon die. in Yeah, I in believe that. the
1: manga is ver- is very is very violent. Yes,
2: but I do not believe they do in any of the core series or. Have anime. they ever have they ever referenced blood or anything
0: in in the in the sense of like working in the lab and having like genetics or anything medically related? Has has that
2: word even been said?
1: Well, I mean they have the reference genetics, obviously, because they have the DNA splicers. But, but I
2: think what Steve is asking is in those references to genetics, do they have a reference specifically to uh, the sanguine fluid right of like oh drawing like
1: Pokemon like, blood.
2: <laughs> like you walk up to a test tube and click on
0: it and it says like Pokemon oh well, it wouldn't say Pokemon blood but just in all the dialogue all the splicing all the scientists that are in the game that are really bad trainers has just the word ever been said I don't think so one would assume that Pokemon have blood to make them live because they have hearts right why do they have hearts? Because all creatures have our
2: hearts, right? That's what pumps the blood. Not every Not... living thing has a heart. Uh, plants don't have hearts. Single-celled organisms don't have hearts. A lot of Do invertebrates have hearts? All of them? Um,
1: is an octopus an invertebrate?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: We're just terrible at biology. Back to school yeah. with us. We'll get a biologist on next week. No, we won't. Don't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do one more email. I'm, we have so many emails, I'm sorry for... I'm just kind of skipping around, so... If I haven't gotten to your email, stand by. Alright, we'll do Daniel from Hurricane, Utah. The real question is, is Hurricane a real place? It's a oh, good name a, for a place. Believe it. There's a PS here. The pronunciation The pr- pronunciation of my hometown, Hurricane, is pronounced her. I can not, and not hurricane like it's spelled, Huh. her I can, her I can, that's not as cool, sure, I can, and her I can, only these puns can you get on the armor ready? <laughs> <coughs> Hello, Daniel, from her I can, Utah, longtime listener, first-time writer. I listen to the podcast just about all day long at work, and by far its super effective is the best said that sentence weird, but you get the gist. Uh, I have taken a break from playing Pokemon for some time now. I really enjoyed playing Sun and Moon when it... I really enjoyed playing Pokemon Sun, but came to a point in the game where I just had little desire to go back into it. Probably the 3DS, my assumption. I also had the same problem with Final Fantasy VII. I know it's a great game, but I can't push myself past certain parts in these games that are less exciting. Have you ever experienced this feeling with Pokemon or any other game series you love? If so, did you push back the, quote, boring part? And if you did, how did you get yourself past that part to enjoy the rest of the game? Also pick a number between 1 through 100, and the one who guesses closest to the number I am thinking of is my favorite host on the podcast. Thanks for the time you put into the podcast. A fan of the show,
2: Daniel. I hit a wall during my playthrough of Pocket Monsters White 2 version but then I had to finish it because I'm on a podcast where I'm supposed to know the things about a Pokemon game um, to be able to talk about them. So I finished it out of uh, a sense of duty to my people and my <laughs> listeners. Uh, what was the other question? There's another one before the number one.
0: Uh, any games, any games in a series or any, any just any game that, was boring that you felt you had to push yourself past to enjoy the rest of the game.
1: Mm.
2: Chrono Trigger stop is my favorite game. Yeah, <laughs> Chrono Trigger is it's up there in terms of what my favorite game is. Chrono Trigger is one of them. There are worlds in like it, the far, the distant future, the uh, not the like end of time future, but the but the post-apocalypse future. Uh, something about the griminess of it and how much of it is dungeon crawling. Um, I never find myself enjoying it, and the fact that it's like the second time period of the game always makes it a, a bit of a slog. Uh, but I really love the rest of the game, so um, I always have to push through that. But I just know how much I like that game and how much I like its music, so I, I always find a way to break on through to the other side.
1: I'm trying to think of a game, but Magikarp I just oh boy you didn't hear me talking about that when we were on break well you know i did what you asked me to i i did uh play it every day for the past week and wow that has just cemented my hatred of that game so much so you I mean, guys what,
0: what you giving up on it i mean i'm not telling you you need to play it i'm just curious well, to, to How, me, I, I feel I, like it I just felt like it was a game that fit into your routine, and I was I was curious be, be, between like why it wasn't hitting some trigger point that these other mobile ish Pokemon games do uh,
1: because there's no pleasure in it at all, and, oh. and you know using oh. the word routine is like so appropriate because. This is what I was telling Travis. I was like, to me playing Magic Carp Jump is like being a little kid and your mom says, uh, oh, we have to go to the bank. And so you get in the car and you're sitting in the car driving to the bank and then you go to the bank with your mom and you're there at the bank and she's doing bank stuff. Ching, all right, something happened. Then you get back in the car and you go home. And that's about as exciting as Magic Carp Jump gets for me right But there. sometimes it's you can look.
0: get a sucker at the bank.
1: Uh, I don't know what banks you went to, but in New York, there were no lollipops. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a loading screen. I tap something, I either succeed or fail, and then it's another loading screen, and it's the same cut scene I've seen 500 times, and it's so boring. I, uh, no, no more. Let's, no say, no let's more take,
2: a, let's take no. a left turn. Travis, you to play Magic Curb Jump? Much to my own chagrin, given that I've I've basically done all of it that like I enjoyed it as I mentioned in the first episode of the podcast after it came out that I enjoyed playing it at first. Now I keep playing it out of like the zombie Fear. of the fun that I had before. I'm not really enjoying it anymore. It it's it because it's by its nature incredibly repetitive.
0: Mm, yeah, I still play it once or twice a day. Going back to Daniel's question, is there a game games that you just can't push back because you
2: know they're boring or they're rough or whatnot? Oh yeah, um, uh, like literally every 3D Zelda, with the exception of Breath of the Wild. That's that's the main reason that I don't like Zelda games is because um, uh, 3D Zelda games specifically, because when they get to the point where I'm frustrated. It's like, it's, it feels like the level is designed to make me hate every minute I'm spending in it, Uh, making me, like, restart areas if I make a slight mistake, or puzzles that make no intuitive sense, or uh, things like that, and then I give up, and I, oh look, I've barely made a dent in this game, and I won't push past it. Uh, But Breath of the Wild is much better at that. Um, Virtually every every 2D Zelda game I've played, I actually have enjoyed, but don't Please forget that so I can continue the bit that I do on the show where Zelda is awful
0: <laughs> I have a lot of games where I get to a point where it the game itself is not enjoyable or I get to the point where I'm satisfied with my experience and I don't have any more time to invest on it into it and I move on. Uh, I can give a lot of examples, but i'll just give like Persona 5 for an example. Uh, I put about thirty six hours into that game and I got to the third uh big third dungeon slash castle, and I think there are seven in that game. Spoiler. Uh And I didn't stop because it was too difficult. I didn't stop because it was frustrating. I stopped because I didn't have enough time. It was uh right before a bunch of conventions that came up. I think C2E2 was the main one, and there was enough time passed where now it feels awkward to go back to it. Like, I Don't know where I would even start or where to pick up, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the time I put into it, and I felt like I got my money's worth uh, out of that game. Uh, Referring specifically to Pokemon, I think it's well known on the show that I did not finish Black 2, and I didn't finish Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Ironically, both remakes of, well, Black 2, quote-unquote, you know, kind of the same area, same stuff, new story both both giving me the been here done that attitude uh that I didn't really enjoy what broke me specifically of pokemon sun when i was playing it was trying to catch tapu lele everything up to that point i found pretty enjoyable there might have been one or two little sluggish parts i think the two mountains back to back not good in retrospect. I don't know why they decided to do that. Trying to catch Tapu Lele because I was I was on a luxury ball high. Love the luxury ball. The go-to ball. The, the L to the B. It's a big luxury ball high. So trying to catch Tapu Lele in a luxury ball was probably the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in any Pokemon game. You're at 1 HP. You're asleep and i've wasted 56 luxury balls and i what, what else am i supposed to do this is kind of an open uh, use question use an
1: ultra ball use a timer ball use a ball that will actually catch the pokemon so you can stop complaining about how hard they are to catch
0: you're right i could use an ultra ball i could probably use the quick ball and caught it on turn 1 but for me that pokemon's going straight into my bank I caught every other Tapu slash Legendary Pokemon up to this point with a Luxury Ball. Just wanted in a Luxury Ball. And that's not fun. I don't know how they make that experience better. But anyways, that is what broke me from Sun and Moon, and that's ultimately why I stopped playing. I recently went back to Sun and Moon a week ago. Actually, the, the night or two after I finished the podcast... And I opened up my game, and I was right in front of Tapu Lele. I, uh, shout out to Kevin, who bred me a, maybe he didn't breed me, maybe he, maybe he, he took it from another person, but shout out to Kevin, he gave me a, uh, Parasect with Spore and False Swipe and a couple other moves, but I'm gonna, I cannot, this, my, my train of thought is I cannot not catch this Pokemon, I I cannot let myself walk away And just leave this Endeavor behind I need to catch Tapu Lele Before I can actually Enjoy the rest of Pokemon And I did, I finally did It took another 56 Luxury Balls And I caught it And then I moved on to Tapu Bulu And then I moved on to whatever the last one was Finny, because I already had Tapu Coco Uh, And it It took a whole night and I now have all four Tapus, all in Luxury Balls. And it feels really good. And now I feel like I can go back to Pokemon Sun and feel comfortable. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable now. I, I feel like I can now enjoy the rest of that game. But boy, that it, that experience was just so frustrating. And I totally get why people drop off from that and why people move on to different games. And I don't, I don't know... If I have an answer to, like, how you enjoy that. For me, enjoying it was to finally catch Tapu Lele. Huh. <laughs> it was extremely frustrating until it was done, and now I, I feel very relieved. Uh, that will do it for our emails, but I will say, speaking of games I don't enjoy, I did play a little bit of, uh, played a little bit of Black 2 recently. I don't know if Will saw that. Oh, I did text Will very angrily the other night. That is correct. Catching Pokemon in Black 2 also not fun. From what I read online, it is harder to catch Pokemon in black Two than it was in black. I don't know if that's true or accurate or what the numbers are, but it is very frustrating to catch Pokemon in that game. And, and for example, I feel like in Pokemon Sun and Moon, I feel like every time you throw a Pokeball or a Quick Ball or a Great Ball, just a normal ball, I feel like almost every time you can pretty much catch that Pokemon on turn zero or turn one, whatever you want to call it.
2: Except like, when you can't. Yeah, but like... No, I get your point. I just think it's funny because we were just talking about how difficult it was for you to catch all the Tapus and the Luxury Balls.
0: Yeah. But I feel like the longer the battle goes on, the harder it is to catch because that I think there is an increased catch rate on the first turn. If you just on throw the it first away. On the very first turn, there is an increased Before catch rate. Before you attack. Yes. Correct. That must not exist in Black 2, because I couldn't catch anything on turn 0. But anyways, I uh, beat Skyla in Black 2, and I made it to Undulla Town. So I made progress in Black 2. The only reason I started playing Black 2 is because I... After this whole Diamond and Pearl talk that we had last week, I went back and put Diamond and Pearl in. I put I I own Pearl. It booted up just fine. Ran around with my little running shoes. I went to my PC, and then I saw that I had some of the...
2: the. They're not fairies. What are they? Spirits? Mesprit. Yeah, as Azelf, and Yuxi are the Lake Spirits. Yeah, or the Lake the Guardians. The Lake Spirits. I noticed
0: I had the Lake Guardians in my PC box, and I was like, these need to get moved over to Pokemon Bank. I don't know how to do this. I heard that people said it was a chore. Uh, it's extremely easy. Uh, so I had to put in my copy of Black 1, put in my copy of Black 1, went to the little research center, which actually I was already standing by, grabbed, strangely I- enough. grabbed Irene's DS, turned on DS Play, and then you have to do that mini-game where you have to catch the Pokemon, which I heard was time-consuming and not fun. I wouldn't say that it's fun. It's probably more fun than Magikarp's Jump, but uh, it It's time-consuming eight- when you have to do, like, a whole game's worth. See, I didn't think so. It took me eight minutes to do 26 Pokemon.
2: Yeah, but I think the most of the people that are complaining about that are like, I am bringing up every Pokemon I have in this cartridge, all like 20 boxes worth.
1: Yeah, 649 minus 150 is, what, four hundred and three hundred and ninety-nine, Something like that? Or people. No, 499.
0: I bet less than 1% of Pokemon players had 399 Pokemon that they moved from Diamond and Pearl to Black. Sure, once, but once but those, it's in black, those players are going then, to be
2: more vocal than anyone else because they're the people who <laughs> play Pokemon a whole bunch. So
0: Once it's in Black, though, the bank just sucks it right up. So there's no more, there's nothing. The only thing you would have to do in Black is put those Pokemon in the very first box, and then Bank sucks up the first box. Can we do Pokemon of the week before I
2: have to go? Yeah. Cool, thanks. Hey,
0: Travis, I played some old Pokemon. I wanted to talk about it.
2: <laughs> I told you I had until 4.30. It's 4.31, Steve. Give me the Pokemon <laughs> also, of the week. Also, I do want to thank you for, being, uh, uh, for moving things around in your schedule to accommodate me. I appreciate
0: that. I didn't realize what time it was. I was so in de- ingrained in my story. <laughs> What's a Pokemon? <laughs> Our Pokemon of the
2: week this week is Bastiodon. It is an evolution of the pop, the fossil Pokemon Shieldon from the aforementioned Diamond and Pearl. Going to feature two move sets. The first one is first. I'll just say that uh, that you're, if you're actually using Bastiodon in VGC, uh, in all likelihood, you're using it for the move Guard Split, which is a move that uh, averages out. The defense and special defense of the user and a target, so you can give something that typically has very low defenses, very high defenses, and then Bastiodon acts as a bit of a support Pokemon after you've bulked up another Pokemon's defenses. Uh, but the two, but that being said, the two perhaps more interesting move sets that I'll feature are from users in Slack. The first one comes to us from actually both of these are pretty frequent contributors to Pokemon of the week. This first one is Kevin. Bastiodon with leftovers with a sassy nature, the ability Sturdy, which is that ability that makes it such that if a move would take out Bastiodon from full HP, uh, it instead survives with one HP. Your EVs are going to be 252 in HP and 252 in special defense, with the remaining four in defense. The moves are going to be Stealth Rock, Roar, Toxic, uh, and Metal Burst, uh, perhaps running Protect over Toxic. Kevin says that's sort of. half or, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, which one you want to choose. Uh, Kevin says Bastiodon is a pretty solid wall. Uh, his main role is to mess with the enemy team uh, with uh, Roar, and then Stealth Rocks gives you some chip damage uh, by using Roar. Metal Burst is like a steel version of Counter, which Kevin says uh, sort of shores up that uh, weakness of the fact that Bastiodon doesn't really have a lot of offensive potential. Um, so um, uh, Metal Burst can kind of cover that. Toxic gives more uh, damage pressure because, like we said, Bastiodon lacks it. Uh, and then Protect is is just a very handy move in doubles, especially on a Pokemon that you're looking to stall out the game with anyway because you, uh, with Leftovers you're gaining H- EXP and uh, perhaps your partner Pokemon is, is doing some chip damage while you're protecting. The next moveset is from Gabe. Uh, it's Bastiodon, this time with a Rocky Helmet. And the ability sturdy again with a sassy nature uh, same EV spread as before uh, a similar move set in the sense that both of them have metal burst uh, but actually all of the other moves are going to be different uh, rock slide taunt and wide guard and as Gabe mentions this is uh, more of a support set uh, because you're using moves like wide guard to protect both uh, Pokemon on your side of the field from moves that would hit both of them uh taunt is just a great support move to be able to shut down pokemon that are going to do tricky things with non-damaging moves metal burst we already went over uh, and then rock slide is just uh, sometimes you need a move that just does damage uh, with the same type of attack bonus uh, as rock slide would with bastion there we go and some trivia here is the wall of the
0: castle in the courtyard coliseum resembles bastion's head And Bastion has the highest defense and special defense and the highest single base stat of all fossil Pokemon. And if you get a shiny Bastodon, it is blue. Uh, It has like a blue uh, shield faceplate instead of the normal grayish steel faceplate. A Pokemon that is often (laughs) forgot about. I like it, though. It's cool. Some house cleaning. Real quick here is... I started a new podcast with Irene called Alola Vacation. It is only for Patreon members, so if you want to listen, if you like the anime and you want to, uh, you want more It's Super Effective content, uh, and, and or you just want to support us on Patreon and it's just something you get in return, you can go over to com slash it's super effective, and that would be greatly appreciated. I thank
2: all our thank all our patreons for making uh for supporting it's super effective and it's at the four dollar a month level that they receive access to that program correct correct it is at the gold level thank thanks all our patreon backers but
0: also thanks all our listeners for just listening every week it means a lot and if you made it this far here is your thank you Uh, other than that uh you can follow us on twitter at pokemon podcast we have a subreddit reddit.com slash r slash super effective and will is at wash in the sink Travis is at the Travis W I am at dragging a lake otherwise this has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast and
2: we are super effective super dials keep that dog clean in 2017
0: Just wanted to give a big shout-out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at DrunkOnTacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout-outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout-out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at DrunkOnTacos.com.